Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. Today's going to be an incredible day and I want to look into the camera. For everyone that's new, you're brand new to church, maybe new to Resonate, I want you to know from my heart, uh, my wife Rachel, our whole Resonate family, you are welcomed and wanted. Doesn't matter what you think about yourself, what others think about you, your past. Maybe you think you're the last person God could ever love. I want to look in the camera and let you know God does indeed love you. And on the other side of this pandemic, if you're from the lower mainland, I know we got people watching. Man, I heard this week someone watching from Stockholm in Sweden. Come on, it's so cool. But if you're from the lower mainland and Resonate could potentially be your church on the other side of this thing, I cannot wait to get to meet you face to face. I mean that with all my heart. I, I know it sounds strange to say right now, but I can't wait to, I can't wait to hug some people. I can't wait to hug you, say hi, and I want you to know that, that you can find a place in our church or in any church that loves Jesus and loves people. Come on, find a place on the other side of this thing where you know that you're valued and loved. And I want to say to our Resonate family that you are on mission. I mean, I love hearing the stories of the ways that you're just living our mission right now. And our mission is we exist. Come on, you know this and say it with me if you do. So that people can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Come on, say it with me one more time because this is important. This is a mission. This is what we're called to do. And we don't need an auditorium to do it. We don't even have to be all collectively in the same room at the same time now more than ever before. We exist so people can know God, find some freedom from their past, and discover their purpose, and then really we'll do what all of us are meant to do, and that's make a difference. And I want to let you know in this season, people are, are finding God. They're just discovering faith. In fact, I've never had more messages via Instagram or other platforms than I got right now from people saying, I'm just on the journey. I don't know where I'm at right now, but I'm investigating faith. Or some saying, yeah, that's me. I've made a decision. And I know someone watching this today. God's already working on your heart. People are, are knowing God in this season and then finding freedom. Never before have more people been engaged in the life of small groups where we're letting people behind the mask. We say this, that it's not until we let someone behind the mask that we can find some freedom because we'll only ever be as sick as our secrets. And so people are finding freedom. And again, I just want to say these things to be encouraging us that we're on mission. And I love that we're making a difference. In fact, we got a big group of people right now that are actually phoning the hundreds of people that would call Resonate family, but wouldn't currently be in a small group. And if that's you, you're you're part of Resonate, but you're not currently in a small group. We would love to reach out to you. So would you take a moment? The host will put up a link to a Connect card. If you fill out a Connect card this week, this week only, uh, normally we'd be emailing in response to the Connect card. Say, hey, you know, a little message from me. But this week, if you fill out a Connect card, we will personally phone you with a three to five minute phone call from one of our team. You know, I just love the passion of our team to show up to walk with you, to say, I'm going to help shoulder the burden. I'm going to pray for you. Hey, what's going on in your life? And, and, and I just want to encourage you. Come on, we're making a difference. Church, I am so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful that we get to do life together and you are making a difference. Well, today we are 
uh, closing out a message series called Love in Isolation. And really from the start of this pandemic, it's been my desire on a weekly basis to communicate the importance of one another, especially in a moment like this. Because a good part of what God gave you to get through, he didn't put inside of you, he put inside of somebody else. And so we've got to be, in fact, I think it's my responsibility, be encouraging ourselves that we need to be with the right people in this season. And I'm so thankful for technology in 2020 that even if we're doing physical distancing, we can still see one another and we can hear one another, whether that's by phone or FaceTime or Zoom. We can still be with one another, be encouraging one another. And so I want to close out this series today with a message that I, I've been waiting to get this one to you. And I think this is going to be so encouraging to your heart. I, today I want to challenge, I want to bring three challenges to the current normal in your relationships. And we're going to go to a story that really is the Bible's kind of highlight reel of friendship. This is the one that really stands out in the Bible as a picture of true and meaningful and real relationship. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 18. If you've been around church for a while, you know this one. It's about two young men named David and Jonathan. And really early on in their lives, both these guys have achieved a great measure of success. Jonathan is the son of a king. He's got uh, wealth. He's got respect. He's got the expectation of a really bright future. Things are going well for Jonathan. On the other hand, you got David. David had none of those things to begin with. His dad's not well known. In fact, he's lived most of his life in complete obscurity, hanging out with sheep in isolation. Come on, we know what that feels like right now. Nevertheless, because of his faith, he suddenly moves into this place that Jonathan's in where he's got wealth and he's got fame, he's got respect, he's got the expectation of a really bright future. Well, God decides that he's going to put these two lives together. And I think even just in this early kind of contextual look at the relationship, it's important to to say this relationship could have easily been missed. I mean, because these guys have so much already going for them, I think it would have been so easy for them to say what we say all the time, which is, I don't really have time for another relationship. Or, hey, I've been doing all right by myself. Uh, Jonathan's like, man, I got everything I could ever need. David's like, I've accomplished a whole lot without you, bro. They could have easily been like, I don't need you. And I think God made this really the highlight reel of friendship in the Bible, choosing two guys that have a lot going for them. They are the picture of friendship. Why? Because I think God wanted to communicate to you and to me that you can even accomplish your dreams and still need to go deeper in relationship. You can have all that the world says that you need to have, and it's still important to have better and more meaningful relationships. Well, uh, I want to pick up reading in the first verse of 1 Samuel 18, and, and this is what the Bible says. It says, as soon as, as soon as David finished speaking to Saul, the king, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Now, this is an interesting point in in the story because David's just killed Goliath. Like this is literally right after David kills Goliath, goes and talks to the king. We see this happen right here. And this is fascinating to me because you would think, I mean, I, I picture David having just had one of the greatest singular accomplishments in all of human history. I'm slaying the giant. The whole nation is cheering for me. If ever there was a time for someone to say, I can go it alone, it was right now. 
When you walk off the battlefield and you've just won a victory that you didn't need anyone but God to win, I would think you'd walk off that battlefield thinking, I just, you know what, I don't really need anybody in my life. David gets off that battlefield and David's like, you know what I need? I need a new friend. David realized, here's what I think David realized. David realized that was great and I was able to do that, just me and God, but I don't ever want to go to another battlefield on my own. And I want, to, I want to say to you today, come on, I never want you to go to a battle on your own. Come on, that's why I resonate. We are a family. Right after the victory, David realizes he needs, he needs another friend. He needs better relationships. Reading on in verse 3, it says, Well, then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Now, here's where we're going to get to the practical parts of this story. Three challenges to the current normal in your relationships. Right here, we see that that Jonathan and David make a covenant. A covenant is, we don't use the word, but really in our language, it's a contract. They made a decision, hey, I'm going to show up for you. And this is important because I think the first challenge to current normal in our relationships is, it really practically speaking, there's some application we could pull out of this, it's going to be this, is that we need to have some automatic pickups in our life. Here's what an automatic pickup is. Here's what I mean by that. Automatic pickup means if you call me, I'm going to pick up. You need to have a small list of people. doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. If they call you, you're going to pick up the phone. I mean, my wife, Rachel, of course, is at the top of this list for me. I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if, if you and I were having a conversation, it could be the best conversation we'd ever had in our lives. But if Rachel called me, I'm telling you, I will stop that conversation to pick up for my wife. Come on, somebody. That's a good practice. A wife just hit her husband and said, you better do that right now. Doesn't matter. I, could be, I could be marrying, uh, I could be doing a, a wedding ceremony. Rachel calls, I'll be like, hold up a minute. Just save that kiss for a moment. It's, it's, it's my wife. Hey, babe, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, my baby can get me anytime, pretty much. Like, my phone's off right now, but you get the point. Uh, almost anytime. Yeah, and then beyond that, you need to have a small group of people, not a long list, but a small list of people on your automatic pickup list. And here's why. Here's why this is so important. It's because if you're going to do great things for God, and if you're watching this, you're called to do great things for God. The Bible makes it very clear. God created you with incredible purpose, never by accident, always for a reason, always for a great purpose. You matter. You matter to me. You matter to Resonate Church. You matter to the world. Come on. And right now, you're standing more than ever before in your life. You're standing on a battlefield. And there are giants on the way. In fact, we're facing the biggest giant of our life. If you're called to great things, it means you're called to a battlefield. If you're on a battlefield, you're going to face some giants, which is why we need to have some people that are there because the devil will try to convince you that your crew is too busy for you. Even the people that you consider to be your closest friends, the devil's always going to be trying to say, yeah, but they're too busy for you right now. In that moment when you need them, when you're afraid or you're discouraged or you're tempted, the devil's always going to be like, they don't have time for you. You need to know that there is some people that are automatic pickups in your world. In my life, I've got a short list of people that are on the automatic pickup list. I've let them know. I've said, hey, you call me, like unless I'm on a date with Rachel or my kids or I'm preaching or maybe if I'm doing that wedding ceremony, I'm not picking up the phone. But, but other than that, like 90% of the time, I pick up the phone. And recently, I was, I was getting ready to do an Instagram Live, which Rachel and I are doing Taco Tuesdays, uh, which is just kind of us talking on Tuesday night on IG Live. 
Uh, and so you can check us out on there. We'll be there this week at 8.30 p.m. and just having some fun. But, so I was about to go on IG Live and, and so I'm just like, I'm trying to think, well, you know, what are the things I want to say? What do we want to talk about? Trying to make a little bit of a, a plan. And the phone rings and it's one, of my, it's one of my automatic pickups. And I'm like, yeah, I'm picking this up. Doesn't matter that I got to do something in just a couple minutes. That, no, it's just like I pick up for this individual. I pick up the phone. Hey, man, what's up? How you going? And he says to me, he says, you know what, man? I just had a really rough day, and I said something to one of my kids I shouldn't have said. Come on, you need to know that there's someone that can pick up the phone and say, hey, we've all been there, and I know that's not the person you want to be, and that's not the person that you are, and sometimes there's more power in the repair. Listen, sometimes we don't even need advice. You just need to tell someone. And the devil will always try to convince you you're on the battlefield alone, which is why every single week I encourage you, come on, our database of small groups exists for you. It's not for us. It's not so that we could build a church and have more people in small groups. It's so that you don't have to go to a battlefield alone. The first application of this story, the first challenge to current normal in our relationships today, come on, it's this, that you need to have an automatic pickup list. Text somebody right now, say automatic pickup. I'll tell you more later. It's the first challenge to current normal. We go on in the story, kind of fast forward a little bit. You go through chapter 18 and you see that Saul, Jonathan's dad, he does not, he does not like David. In fact, he's, he gets so jealous. And the reason is that people start singing this song. They sing this, Saul has struck down his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And Saul gets jealous and angry and frustrated. And so what happens next is, is David realizes that he's in a difficult place and he says this to Jonathan. He says, truly as the Lord lives and your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. This is a fascinating verse to me because David, his whole persona, his whole life is represented in this song that David is a warrior. All of the externals point to David being strong, David being a conqueror. It's why he's famous. It's why people sing about him. And yet David realizes that he's got to let somebody, some small group of people see what's really going on. David tells Jonathan, hey man, it, on the exterior, I'm, yeah, I'm a warrior. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fight the fight, but I, just, I need someone I can tell right now that, bro, I'm scared. And guys, we got, most of us are not good at these conversations. Most of us will spend the majority of our lives exhausting ourselves trying to convince even our closest friends that who we are is someone they should be in awe of rather than exposing to them our heart that still needs to grow. And so the second current uh, challenge to your current relationships would, would simply be this. I like to say it this way. To go one to two steps further in conversation than you would typically feel comfortable. And guys, this is definitely for you and me. This is so important for us because we, we, like, we do not like to let people see that we're feeling weak. We do not like to let people see that we still have some places to go and to grow. But it's important that there's somebody, that there's some group that we let know that there's still some, I want you to go one to two steps further in conversation than you would normally feel like you want to go. And I just think this is so important in our world. Like who do you have that you can tell that there's a layer deeper? I'm all for like having a polished exterior. I mean, it's the reason Rachel cut my hair last night. Come on, you don't want to see a scruffy pastor. 
Look, I like to be put together. I like, to, I like things to look a certain way. But I also know that if I'm going to grow, and if I'm going to get to where God has called me to be, if I'm going to fight on the battlefield of my faith, if I'm going to get through this pandemic, then I need to have somebody that I'm letting know when it's a difficult day. And I don't know what it's looked like for you. I don't know whether week one was the toughest or week eight is the toughest. I've been hearing from talking to people that right now actually maybe feels a little bit more difficult than it even felt at the start. And maybe now's the time to just go one to two steps further. Say, hey, listen, I'm going to get through this thing, but I need to let you know right now, this is where my heart's at today. So the first challenge to current normal in your relationships is, come on, somebody, you've got to have an automatic pickup list. And you've got to let them know. And secondly, we've got to go one to two steps deeper. Then we feel comfortable in relationships. In fact, relationships that grow you are not always comfortable. Healthy relationships are not always the easiest relationships. Come on, let's move on. There's a third thing I want to show you from this story, and this is the one I've been waiting all week to tell you this stuff. This is, I love this picture in this relationship. Again, I think this is perhaps why God chose to highlight this as a friendship that we should model ourselves after. It's what we see in, in verse number four of chapter 20. Jonathan says this to David. Fascinating statement. Hey, man, whatever you say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up for you. And this is where we got to start to ask ourselves, what benefit does Jonathan have in this friendship? I mean, David seems to be the guy that gets everything, right? Because, I mean, remember, Jonathan's the son of a king, and yet David has been anointed the future king, which means every single time Jonathan helps David out, he's helping the guy that's going to take his job. Samuel, the writer here, he goes on to let us know that, I mean, these guys have these meaningful, heartfelt conversations. And, and here's the picture, though. He lets us know David is often the one that, that weeps a little bit more, that leans in a little bit harder. Watch this. It, it says this in verse 41, that they wept with one another, David weeping the most. And so David is going to get the throne. Jonathan is going to get wingman status. David is going to get a shoulder to cry on. And Jonathan is going to get to be a listener. What's the point? What's the application of all this? Sometimes, in order to get what you need in relationships, you got to give what is with the thing that you think you need. Sometimes to get what you need, you've got to give what you need. And this, I mean, God, God has put a, a measure of what you need to get through in somebody else. And the reason he did that was not so that you could be a needy, greedy, feed me, help me, fix me person. It's actually the flip. So that you and I would get to know the benefit, the joy of giving something away to somebody else. The reason, perhaps, come on, I, I highly believe one of the reasons God has made us inadequate on our own. The top reason is so that we would know to go to God. The number one reason I don't have everything I need inside me is so that I wake up and be like, God, I need you in my life. And we all need that. The second reason that God has not made you uh, perfectly adequate for everything you're going through is so that you would know that you need somebody else. But more than that, so that we would get the opportunity to show up for somebody else. It is a blessing. It, it, it is a joy. Come on, Jonathan, you read the text. It's like this guy gets nothing. He gets the joy of giving. Sometimes to get what you need, you need to give what you need. This is a part of the Mom's Day message where I want to celebrate my mom. My mom is so generous. 
all through my life, just living radical generosity. I mean, my parents are so generous. I grew up in a home that did not have a lot of what families in the 80s had. And it wasn't because my parents didn't have, my parents had good jobs and we were, you know, your standard middle-class family, but there was just like, sometimes we didn't even have, we didn't have a VCR in the 80s. I mean, come on, somebody. A VCR in the 80s, like everyone had a VCR in the 80s. But we would go to Blockbuster Video to rent a movie. We would, we'd have to rent the movie and then rent a video player. And the reason for all this, my parents were just so generous. They gave everything away. They didn't, they just weren't accumulating stuff. They were just generous, crazy generous people. Come on, I had to watch movies on a rented VCR, and the remote had a cable that went to, I mean, no, nobody even rented VCRs. They'd have to go in the back, dust something off, be like, yeah, we have this from the 1970s. Oh, and here's the remote. It connects with a wire. Why? Because my parents were generous people. But I, I realized that, that this was to my benefit because I realized that if I wanted something new, really all I had to do was give away what I had. And so I, this one time I, I did this, I was, I was, traveling with a band. We came out to BC. I lived in Ontario at the time. Came out, we were playing at a church in Terrace, BC. It was back in the day when churches had like blue carpet and the walls were blue. And it just, I remember this blue church. And so there we are. And I had a blue guitar. But, and so I'm playing my blue guitar. And then I felt like God spoke to me and said, your, your guitar matches this church really well. You should give it away. It wasn't because it matched. God just wanted me, I felt like God wanted me to be generous. Give away my guitar to the pastor of this church. Who I didn't even really know that well. And I was like, well, it's the last stop on the tour. I got generous parents. If I give away what I have, they'll probably give me something better. And it's true. Every, I, growing up, whenever I would give away something, my parents would give me something better. And just pause for a little sidebar. God's just like that. You can't, the Bible, the Bible from cover to cover, it sa- says in many different forms, in many different ways, you cannot outgive God. Well, my parents were like that, so I gave away my guitar. And they ended up, of course, this is who they were. They bought me a better guitar. Now, this is the same principle applies in our relationships. In order to get something new and better, you got to give away what it is that you want, what it is that you need. And recently, I was, <laughs> I was throwing my, I, in the, I was in like COVID hashtag like pity party, COVID pity party. We've all been there. And so I'm throwing myself a COVID pity party. I'm just driving around and I'm like, man, it's just a tough day. It's pit. Like, how many know when you're throwing yourself a pity party, it's the one party you never want to leave. Like the party never stops in a pity party. And some, some of you, you've been in the pity party for like six years because you just never want that party to stop. So I'm driving and I'm in this pity party moment and I'm like, oh, I just wish this or I just wish that. I felt God spoke to me in my heart and just said, hey, what is it you feel like you need right now? I was like, well, I think I need this guy. Guys, why don't you give that away? So I'm like, hey, Siri, phone so-and-so. And and, uh, so he picks up and he's like, hey, you know. And I'm like, how you doing? I'm doing good. And I was like, oh, it's great, man. How's your heart? Uh, Yeah, it's tough. Actually, it's been a really tough tough day. Okay, tell me. And all of a sudden I'm hearing, like I'm hearing a kid scream in the background. He's just like, it's just, it's it's a tough, it's a tough day. By the time I get to my house, I've, I've wept some tears with my friend for what he's going through. And even though nothing had changed in my circumstance, I was long gone from my pity party because I'd experienced the joy of showing up for somebody else. The reason God didn't give you everything you needed to get through is so that we could all experience the joy of making a difference for somebody else. Maybe you're watching this and you're like, Pastor, you talked about 
having an automatic pickup list. I don't have automatic friends. We could throw ourselves a pity party or we could just reach out and say to someone, I'll be an automatic pickup for you. Come on. We said we're going to go one, two steps deeper. You're like, Pastor, I don't have someone who I could go to one, two steps deeper. Come on, what had happened if you just, if you said to a friend, or the acquaintances you even have now. How's your heart? Come on, go one, two steps deeper than you'd normally feel comfortable doing. I want to pray for you today. Come on, giving away the thing that we feel like we need. Come on, this is a definition and the picture of Jesus-centered life. He himself gave away everything, leaving behind the treasure of heaven to come to earth to rescue humanity and so maybe you're watching this right now and man this thing's been all about relationships it's been all about friendships it's been about love and isolation but I just want to tell you that this is who God is he gives he is for you today maybe you're feeling like you're all alone the starting point of the relationship that you need I'm, I'm excited that God's going to put you in a family and put people around you but the starting point of that relationship is a relationship with God the Father and so, God, I thank you. God, thank you for, for the Bible. Thank you, God, for your, the truth of your word that's just calling us to a deeper place. You're calling us, God, to have, to have covenant relationships where we say, this is, this is, who we are. This is what I'm going to do. You're, you're calling us to have deeper relationships where we're, we're actually seeing behind the mask and we're telling people and we're getting, God, you're calling us to a, a place, God, where, where we're giving away the very thing that we think that we need. And God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that our ability to show up and have these sorts of relationships does not come from within. It comes from above. It comes from having received the embrace of the Father. The reason we can let people see behind the mask is that we know that the Father already saw behind the mask and fully loved us. He fully loved us in that place. And so God, you are the one that gives us the ability to show up. You're the one that gives us the resources that we can give away to somebody else. And so right now by your Holy Spirit, right now into homes and people watching and people feeling drained and people feeling tired, people feeling confused, people feeling overwhelmed, that the resources of the Holy Spirit meet us right now so that on this battlefield we could give away what we hope that we're going to get. And God, as we give it away, as we show up as family for one another, as we serve and we make a difference, God, thank Thank you for the promise of your word that you will fill our lives with hope and you will fill our lives with joy. And God, as we give away what we want to have, God, you will fill our lives in Jesus' name.